0: Anecdotes for success.
1: Level up with truth, meaning, trade offs, perspective. All right. Tonight we have the Jake West on the podcast. Uh, Jake is pretty much the definition of. a student entrepreneur. I know we use student athlete a lot. And, and you were an athlete in high school too. Uh, but, but Jake's a student entrepreneur. He's the next student of mine at the New Vision's Honor Academy, of course. And Matt was a big influence and a mentor on Jake. How you doing tonight, Jake? Doing good, how are you? Great, thank you.
2: Yeah, so back to what Paul was saying. Um, I was a student in class of 2019. Um, I was a New Vision's honor student and uh, really enjoyed the class a lot. We got to learn a lot about business and uh, it, we tied in Matt with the class and he was actually a fantastic idol. In that during that process, he allowed us to actually go through um, basically a mock simulation, but it was real, I should say about doing a common center. So it's a local business around here that uh, hosts shows and all that. So we, we're able to actually dig into and set up our own shows, hosted shows, and get to see all the finance and you know the nitty gritty parts of it. And I feel that actually helped in my own personal business.
0: Yeah, Jake i uh, i had I had real money on the line, so don't ever use the word mock. In that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was true money. Matt, t- t- explain a little bit about what we did. It was always pre-COVID, and I know we've talked about bringing it back again. But explain to everybody what we did with the class.
0: Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. In fact, in, in fact, Jake, I'm glad you said 2019. I was trying to remember what what year you were. And and uh, before I do that, though, let me say this: uh, Jake, you were, uh, you, and I'm not saying this because you were here, but you stood out in a real in a real way to me. The first time I went into the classes as as someone who was really um, entrepreneurial minded, even you know, at that what I consider very young age to be entrepreneurial. Thank
2: you. I was seventeen then. So thank you. Yeah,
0: and you'd already had your business going and and I remember asking you about it, and you had the kind of answers that you get from someone who actually Knows knows what they're doing and knows where they're trying to go, and it was it was really impressive. And I'm looking forward to talking to you because it's been a little while. See, you know where you have gone, but um, nothing you tell me is going to surprise me because you did make an impression on me then. Um, but just to to back up what you're where Paul, you just mentioned what we've done is we've we've actually taken um, event we've taken shows events that we actually buy comedy or music, or whatever, and then will you there's two classes, a morning and an afternoon class, and each class will actually promote that show, and do the marketing of it, rent the theater, um, do all the PR, set ticket prices, work with the venue on, on, on the whole setup of it, and all those kinds of things, and it's at a, it's at a real theater, and, and, and me as a guy who has been doing shows for a lot of years, you know, the place we do it is, a real top notch place, so um, it was one of those things where Paul, when you and I got started kind of talking together and working, uh, you know, gotten getting involved with your class, um, I said, I'm not just going to be someone who comes in and spouts off about what you should do and what you shouldn't do, and let me tell you, I, I have all the answers, which which I certainly don't, but I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and and then you know, the, the cool part is we've been able to create a scholarship program out of it, which which is in my father's name, and, and some of that kind of stuff, which really helps to give back to students and, and do do some fun things that way. So just to give everyone a little bit of a sense of kind of what that's about. But with that said, you know, uh, Jake, that was 2019. Um, it's been a couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you're still around locally. You know, what, what uh, what's keeping you busy now?
2: Yeah, so I'm uh, still kind of doing the same routes as what I used to. I'm um, still working over at the car dealership and uh, still doing the landscaping business, which is doing fairly well. Um, I would say it's gotten busier. I've definitely gotten much busier. I'm still doing school as well. So um, I do notice that college has made it a little easier because the schedules are a little bit more flexible. Um, right now, I'm currently about 60 lawns a week. And then trying to work twenty five to thirty hours over at the dealership. So,
0: so you're so you're still running your landscaping business. Yes, which, which you you'd started
2: when you were in when you were in high school, which you were seventeen. Yeah, I started a little earlier than that, but it was it wasn't much. Um, <laughs> it wasn't much before that. I mean, high school when I got my license and you know got a vehicle, that's when it really started to escalate. Um, Why?
0: Why'd you get? Why'd you start that business?
2: why did I start it? Um, so I always, even from a little kid, I always was entertained by, you know, tractors and lawnmowers, any, like any little kid is. Um, but then I really started kind of taking pride in it. Like even doing our own lawn, I really liked, you know, making sure it looked nice. And, and then it all started really with my neighbor. Um, I started mowing our lawn and then she as a joke one day said, Hey, why don't you come mow mine? And she was an elderly neighbor. Um, I almost looked at her as like a grandmother. And from there, she told her friend, which was across the neighborhood. And then by the age 15, 16, I, I had about 15 customers just in the neighborhood. So I I thought I was, you know, the king back then just staying in the little (laughs) neighborhood, you know, pulling my lawnmower, the wagon around. But then, like I said, after I got my license, that's when it really started to boom.
0: So, so when you were, you were doing that, you know, back the, the, the neighborhood lawns and stuff, you're adding lawns, obviously, doing, you know, whatever, whatever the number was. What, mm-hmm. what was it? Was it the money? Was it the fact that you like making things look pretty? Was it was it uh, independence?
2: What, what? you know what I mean? What was it? That's a good question. Um, I think more. I mean, it was nice to have a little bit of cash on hand. But I mean, back then I was charging 15, 20 dollars a lawn. So but I didn't have a job back then. So that was that helped out. Um, but I just like helping people. I like just, you know, making sure the neighborhood looked good and, you know, cared for everybody and just seeing everybody happy with the work I was doing.
0: Well, I, I, that's a great answer. And it was, I was curious because I I didn't know the answer, of course, but it's one of those things where so often, and I just had this conversation with someone the other day and, and the, the, the people succeed generally aren't chasing money. Right. There's a, there's something else there, you know, whether it's the neighborhood looks nice. I like helping people. Uh, I I I want to build the best mousetrap. I want to build the best widget. I wanna I wanna I wanna impact the world in some beneficial way. And it, I just find it um, interesting that so often businesses, entrepreneurs, business people are viewed through this lens of. Well, it's agreed. greed. You know, obviously you're doing it, Jake, because you're greedy, because you're greedy, because you're greedy. And I just, I can't think of any entrepreneur, any successful one who's lasted long term, who I've had that conversation with. And they said, it was really because I wanted all the money so that I could live in a big house and, and have nice cars and, and impress my high school uh, friends. It, it's it's generally not the case. And if it, I'm sure those people exist. I don't think there's that many of them and I don't think they generally last though. So um, anyway, I, 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 I was very curious as to why. So I appreciate that answer. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. And it really is. I mean, I just found the passion to do it and I just kept doing it and I'm still, you know, doing it. I, I don't know why I just, I still enjoy it. I still like making things nice and, you know, helping out my original clients because actually today, knock on wood, I still have all my original, I've only lost three or four since the beginning. So obviously there might be something doing right there to where, if you can keep a good clientele, but I'm just fortunate to have the ones I do.
0: Well, that's, that's a, that's a beautiful part of the whole thing, right? If, if you're going to, if you're going to keep your customers, you got to make them happy. And if you don't make them happy, you're going to lose them. And, and and that's, that's a wonderful thing because they'll tell you, they'll tell you whether they're satisfied or not. They, they have, they, they have, they have other options, right? So, um, that's, that's a good thing. So you're doing that. Do, do you have employees at this point? Is it just you? How's that look?
2: So what happened, this is kind of a little bit of a drag on story, but so right before COVID hit, um, I was around 35 lawns, maybe 40, doing it all by myself. It was perfectly fine. School was, you know, everything was normal at school. So I had a pretty good schedule. So I made everything pretty routine. Um, once COVID hit, things got a little out of hand. Um, I thought for sure that I was going to start losing people because people were out of work, you know, home more. So I decided to add a couple more lawns and, you know, make the workload a little bit heavier. Well, it was the complete opposite of what I thought. Everybody wanted their work done because they wanted to focus on their families. They wanted to focus on other things, you know, activities they wanted to do, wow. little DIY projects. That type of stuff. So actually business exploded um, and I got up to 60 lawns or roughly 60 lawns. Um, From there, I did. I hired one of my good friends from high school. And so I had him helping me. I think it was one day a week. And that was my, you know, all the lawns that we did in town, all the small ones, we would knock out 30 in a day. Um, From there, I, I still had him up until this year. But unfortunately, he has to go for a job internship this year or this upcoming year. So I'm going to go back solo again, but it's definitely nice to have the employees um, overhead. I mean, it costs a little bit more, a little bit more liability, but I, you know, if you find the right person, it's absolutely worth it.
1: Of course. We talk about this in length. We've talked about it in class. We had once a week or two ago and talked about it. You have a hard time wanting to scale this out, don't you?
2: To a certain extent. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I've seen one or companies around here um, not bashing anybody, but I've noticed that they explode quick and then quality falls through the floor because you're hiring, you know, more and more people. They start to care a little bit less than what you actually do. Um, actually, I was just talking to one of my neighbors. He has a business and uh, he said he's hired 12 people this year. And I've actually talked to some of his clients this year and they said, you know, seeing different, you know, twelve different people throughout the year kind of turned them away because they didn't see repetitiveness with quality. So, I mean, it all depends. It's right now it's hard to find workers everywhere. I mean, no matter what type of business you're in, it's it really is hard to find people. I would like to get a little bit bigger, um, maybe scale it out a little more, but it just depends on what I can find for workers and you know the cost of it because again, costs are going up and just find that happy medium.
1: I know I always play devil advocate, devil's advocate and I'm always kidding you about scaling it, but part of the reason you're going to be so successful throughout your whole life is the fact that you do take that pride and it means something to you and you like helping people. So you yeah, sure. So I mean, I joke with you, but you'll 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 do something eventually. I mean, wh- whether it's yeah. scaling that out or I mean, I was talking mm-hmm. to you last week whether you you move on to some other adventures which we'll talk about later in the podcast, mm-hmm. but Due time. I know I pick on you, but you're doing it the right way. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah, um, that's it's a tough question, Jake. It's it's one of those things like like I've had to make the same decisions myself, and you know, a variety of times. And it's it's not it's not an easy decision because you pointed out there's costs involved. There's there's quality quality judgments to make, and and mm-hmm. and and all these kinds of things. So, um, but you know. It's part of the game. It's part of what you do as a business, it is. right? You make these decisions, you, you learn from them, you live with them and you move on. It's, it's, it's that's, that's life. So, so you got that and then you, you're, you're in school, you're still, yep. you're, you're in college and what are you studying?
2: Uh, I'm studying business administration and then I'm in a minor in management. And okay. then I'm thinking about concentrating in, in some sort of financial management. Um, not sure if that'll be, you know, not necessarily like a CPAs. Ex- style, but more of like personal funds or, you know, how to balance your own personal business a little bit better. Okay. Um, just, just more of a personal finance. Gotcha. So yep.
0: what, so is, what's the motive for, for being in college considering you have, you know, your own business, which, which I think anyone who has any inkling of, of your business and what kind of person you are, you could certainly... Turn that into a, a bigger a bigger business than it already is. Uh, plus, you have other work interests. So you so you're not a guy looking necessarily for a job. Um, is my impression. I could be wrong. You can tell me. But so if that's the case, what's what's uh, what's the motive for school?
2: Um. So I don't know. It just I was just a kind of a personal drive. I think I went to. You know, Corning community for two years, and after I graduated, you know, there was the option of you know just finishing with that and kind of moving on to work and focusing on that. But I just didn't feel like I was ready yet. I feel like I wanted to go on study a little bit further. Um, I mean, yeah, my associate's degree was great, but I just feel like I wanted just a little bit more knowledge on certain things and certain focuses. And uh, the only way to do that was to go on. I feel. I mean, I could have learned some of it, you know, through mistakes and stuff and through the business and all that. But, I mean, I. I just like the social aspect of it. I kind of like the routine, you know, of getting up and going right to class and meeting new people and kind of building my network and connections through that way too.
0: No question about it. There's a, there's a lot of things that are, that are valuable about it. And, and uh, you know, I applaud you for doing it. I think it's, uh, I don't think, I don't think, especially if you're, you know, going to be in business, like, like mm-hmm. it looks like you are and come out with a degree that you're ever going to regret it, you know? And, and uh, um, I think it's uh has a lot more value in other, value in other areas, some of which you just touched on that we don't generally talk about when we have this mm-hmm. conversation. So that's, uh, that's, that's interesting.
2: Yeah. I, I definitely get asked that a lot though. A lot of people are asking, why are you in college? And, you know, it's just, again, it's kind of that brief description. I just, I'm not, you know, I enjoy
1: it. Good. Jake, what, what has always stood out with you is, you know, obviously The class I teach is an honors class. We have a lot of bright students, a lot of motivated students, but they get talking about jobs and money and careers. And, you know, in class a lot, they talk about an end date someday. They talk about retiring. And you're the perfect recipe for success because I don't think you'll ever retire. It's like I'm talking to a young Matt Huffnagel right now, you know? Well, thank you. Well, that was good good looking, though. Well cuz Matt you and I have had multiple discussions about the whole financial financial independence retire early if you stop doing something it's because you've set yourself up to still make money with it Matt and then pivot to something else to challenge yourself and 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 build more assets and just help others Jake's going to do the same thing like Jake's not going to just have a lawn business or he's not going to own a car dealership or he's not going to help people with personal finance and someday just call it quits. Like you two are almost from the same mold and that that you're just never going to stop working.
2: Well, actually, I some of my thoughts are actually from that. When he was teaching our class the one day and he told us, you know, you hear all the people saying, do what you like and you'll never have to work a day in your life. He kind of took a spin on that and and just hit it home. He said, you know, do things that you like and you won't have to stop working. You know, you'll find ways to keep going and, you know, that type of actions, it, it will really help you. I mean, cause some people are, you can't wait to retire, but why? I mean, what, what are you looking forward to? Do the things you want to do now, because if you get to an age where you can't do it, then you'll regret doing it. So if you do the, you know, the little steps ahead of time, you'll check them off quicker and and you'll be more fit to have fun and do what you want and what you like.
0: Yeah. There's a, I mean, everyone talks balance and balance is a big word. It's important word. And, and and I, I, I just, you know, my philosophy on that, I won't get into too deep, but you know, it's just that like, you know uh, you want to live while you're young and, and can do things and you want to have those experiences. um, But setting yourself up in a way where you can enjoy those is, A wonderful advantage, um, but it takes planning, it takes sacrifice, it takes (laughs) risk, it takes all those things. And um, the way that most people do it, it, and you guys both know this, isn't the way that I believe is is the best way uh, for the long, frankly, for the long term or, or the short short term. And and Paul, maybe that's a podcast in itself someday. We could we could we could get into some of that because a lot of people do like that discussion because it is interesting but but um yeah yeah there's, there's definitely something to it and I'm, I'm glad that you know what I had to say had made a positive impact on it, Jake because as you know that's my reason for, for for being there um is to try to try to do that because I never never felt I had enough of that from the school system growing up and you know Paul that's your class is just it's unbelievable what you provide. It really is. It's, 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 it's crazy. Um, There's so many kids benefiting from it. So Jake, then, so you're in school, you got your lawn business and you're working for at a car dealership, right? Yes. And
2: what do you, what are you doing there? I'm basically their go getter guy. I uh, just run around and do a lot of the stuff that they need done. Um, Every day is different. And that's what I love about this job. Um, It's never the same thing. I mean, Today I was running bags of salt, forklift to different dealerships. Um, You know, it's cool because they give me my own truck to use, um, so I have my own freedom. I can run to all different dealerships. Um, It depends, though. Like I said, some days I'm I'm here at the high end dealership. Other days I'm down in Subaru, down in PA, and you know, it really is cool because the bosses here, owners uh, are super flexible. They they understand that I'm going to school and still own a business and stuff. So. They make it very reasonable, very flexible for me to, to be able to accomplish outside work, let alone the inside work here.
0: So, so with that said, it certainly sounds like they must value you. So, I hope so. <laughs> wh- why, why why, do they value you, do you think?
1: That was my exact question. I want to hear the answer to this. Why are they so flexible with you?
2: I think because they see something. you know, They kind of see a drive. Not, not to spiff myself up at all, but I, oh, they right. see a drive and kind of see a reasoning for me to be here. Yeah. And you know, I, I completely appreciate that by them.
0: So, so are you, and, and I, I do know one of them quite well. And, and I, I know, um, you know, I've got some relationships there and, and they're not dumb people. So if they're, if they're giving you that flexibility, they must see something in you. Are you getting opportunities in sales, marketing, finance, uh, Salt, salt distribution.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, and and that's the, I was actually talking to Paul about this the other day at lunch. Um, That's the nice part about this job is being able to go to all these different places. I get to see every aspect of this business. I get to see sales. I get to see finance. I get to see parts, service, um, even, even all the, the general contracting, the fixing of the place, you know, all the expense, not all the expenses by true number, but all, you know, what things could be tuned up, what could be, you know, tuned back down um, and all, you know, all the different processes that keep a true business going. And, and, you know, yes, it is just or specified to a car business, but it also kind of gives a general model for any business. It shows that there's a lot of costs, but a lot of different moving parts that have to work together to make sure it runs smoothly.
0: Yeah, no question about it in in for, I mean, for people don't know and I'm sure most don't. We we're, we're not talking a tiny little car dealership e- either. We this is quite a dealership.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, on our, on our full seasons we have about 3 to 4,000 cars. So it's it's a pretty full dealership. I mean, right now with COVID times we're, you know, a little on the thin side, but still doing every- pretty Yeah, exactly. Isn't everyone, but we're still doing pretty good for the time being.
0: Yeah. Good. Well, I, that's what I was curious about whether you're getting your hands into all these aspects because you you nailed it. There's so many moving parts, and there's so much that goes on, and not our, only are the parts moving, like you said, but you've got to get other people interacting together within these different areas yeah. in order to be efficient, and focused, and, and so you can ultimately hope you make a profit, which is which is you know obviously a part of the goal if you want to continue to employ people and 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 you know and run the business. So it's – what it what a cool thing at, you know, a, a early part of your career to have access to. So that's – Absolutely. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm honored yeah. to – you know, some people look at it as kind of like the laborist type of job. But really, I mean, it's the learning stage because you actually get to see also what doesn't work and what does work even employee-wise. You know, so-and-so did this, and that needs to be changed to, you know, to actually make it more efficient or – you know anything like that really helps just just to even be present to see that helps
0: yeah, yeah Jake to, to, my opinion for whatever it's worth is you know at this point in your career to, you're in the you're in the knowledge stage it's in the learn everything you can and if someone's willing to open up the 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 vault of knowledge and let you behind the scenes to see things I mean, easy for me to say, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know your financial situation, but frankly, I don't care. At this point in your life, it's like, take the knowledge. It's worth, it's worth any, way more than what anybody can pay you. And, exactly.
2: and yep.
0: I don't know what they're paying you. I don't care what they're paying you. You're, you're, you're making so much more for your future being in this position. Cause I've, I know a large number of people your age, approximately your age even older who would go well I'm only doing I only do this if I get paid that and I know those I know those people 10 years later when I see them because I know where they are in their careers and then there's there's the other people go give me the knowledge give me the knowledge give me the knowledge I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my money later with the knowledge which is what which is what you're doing. It pays off exponentially. It's, it's not even close. So, um, you're in a, you're in a real good spot, man.
2: Thank you. Appreciate that.
1: And I, that's what I want to pivot into and take the next couple minutes talking about. And and that was a great, you almost like segued into it, Matt, without even realizing it. Uh, I'm
0: professional
1: yeah, well, in many ways. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so Jake, I remember discussions in class. I mean, kids in high school were dumbfounded with the money you were making as a high school student with your lawn business. I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah. Yep. yeah. And, Sorry and, if you hear that background noise. No, that's okay. And, and that's my next point. You've in in perspective compared to your age, you've always made more than the average person your age. Fair enough. Fair enough. Absolutely. And i take it back. That's okay. Pro athletes make millions and then someday run out. So, You, you are a super child right now and a a great entrepreneur at a young age and figuring out ways to make money and still go to school and learn. You have your, your job, you have the law, the landscaping business, and then you still find time to learn at your job and at school, but how important is saving any of this money or do you just spend it all?
2: Oh, no, 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 no.
1: You, you save, but you also I know the answer to that. That's why.
2: (laughs) No, definitely. I'm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's some uh, bad spending habits every once in a while, you know, that's just, it just happens, but no, 90, I'd say at least 95% of it. Well, take that back. 95% of the business, I I try to invest back into it to kind of regrow that business. Um, but there's a certain tipping point. I mean, between the two jobs, yes, I, I try to save majority of what I can. Um, but there's also with the business standpoint, there is a there's a time where you have to reinvest. And unfortunately the summer was one of them. Um had a couple of major pieces of equipment go that, you know, do cost some quite a bit of money. So it, it does cut into the profits a little bit, but now I'm good for the next five, six, seven years. So it's it's previous years, yeah, I've saved. ton of that money for the business and just kept packing it away so then when it came time like this year to to buy all new equipment it's already paid off and it's paid itself off before it's even come out of the bank account
1: So, as far as reinvesting you understand the importance of cash flow obviously absolutely that's awesome
2: yeah and and the whole cash flow thing i mean we you know we touched on in class which was huge because if we didn't learn about that then i'd kind of be lost um, but we also got to see it when we were out in the community, you know with these stores of how cash flow actually really does matter because some of these stores you know even though they have low profit, they still are turning over a good comeback or turnover because they learned how to do the cash flow properly.
0: Yeah, cash flow if you're in business and and i I was like you, Jake, I mean. My father, well, my father was a, a business owner. And when, you know, growing up, I remember, I remember him talking about cash flow, at, you know, at home to me, and my brothers, whatever. I was always like, it didn't mean anything. It was just, they were just words. You know what I mean? It just didn't mean much. And then you get out in the business world, and I remember this as I got into business going, Oh, my gosh, this cash flow thing is it, you better you better you better have that buttoned up to some degree. Right. You better. I mean, you got millions of dollars of inventory sitting there or, or equipment or or labor costs. If you don't have those sales coming in to drive cash flow or or an answer to that, you've got a real problem. And and um, the best way to create ca- the best way at the beginning to create the cash flow or protect the cash flow is do what you were talking about, and that's what I did. I just didn't spend any money. I just saved as much as I could because I knew there were going to be some rainy days, you know,
1: the, yeah, the days, absolutely, the,
0: the days where where maybe you you're bit, you lose a big client, the days where your equipment breaks down, the days where it's the off season or or, or whatever the case may be, and if you don't have, you know, if you're riding in your brand new car all the time and, and have all your fancy stuff you bought with your profits and all of a sudden it's time to make you know make payroll or do what ha- what needs to be done for the business it can put you out a bit it can put a healthy business out of business without the right cash flow right
2: yeah yeah yep. i mean in in another thing i found you know very cool is it doesn't you don't need to start a business everybody thinks you need brand new everything you know the top of the line pristine stuff for some businesses yeah maybe but i started off with a 1972 tractor i mean it was it was as old as dirt and uh wait i was born in
1: 72 sorry (laughs) 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 no i I was but i know what you mean (laughs) But yeah,
2: so it, I mean, you see some of these companies starting out with you know fifteen twenty thousand dollars pieces of equipment that's going to do the same thing as a five hundred dollars piece of equipment. I mean, and until yeah, you're going to have some breakdowns with older stuff, but it's still sometimes cheaper in the short run to do that and then save up save up until you can buy you know the big piece of equipment that will last you the next five years.
0: Yeah, build my my thing's always Jake build your sales to be able to support those other investments. Don't make those investments and then start trying to build the sales. Your sales might not build at the rate you hope. It's always, I always say building the business, it's sales first, second, and third. Everything sales at the beginning. Once you, you know, you got a good business, now let's start talking about operations, systems, and equipment, and, and, and accounting, and human resources, and marketing. Not that all those aren't important. Of course they're important. But if you don't have revenue coming in, if you don't have cash flow coming, if you don't have sales, you can have the best piece of equipment in the in the community and the in the best operating systems um, man can think of. You're, st- you're out of business. It doesn't you're matter. Business. Yep. Sell, 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 and then worry about everything else. That's that's always what I that's 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 my philosophy, and I think it's it's I think it's right at the end of the day. I think it'll I think it's safest at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, Jake, let me ask you this. You, you're you're a youngish guy. You, you've you got a lot going on. Uh, what's the future, you know? Do you have a a five-year plan, a 10-year plan? And I'm not saying – but first of all, I'm not saying you should. I'm not sure I ever have in, in most cases, and I certainly didn't when I was your age. But is there, like, this is where I'm, I I want ahead kind of thing? Or are you kind of playing it a little bit more up by the seat of your pants and see what opportunities come?
2: Right now I'm I'm kind of just doing that same option. I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. I, I wouldn't say that far. Um I definitely want to stay here at the de- you know the dealership and you know see where things bring me, you know, keeping all opportunities open, all doors open. Um definitely gonna keep the lawn business for now. Um just because there's a need for it. I mean, I I am actually turning people down right now. Actually, up until this Monday, I was mowing. So I've had 33 weeks of consistent. Work that has not stopped. So, I just personally, I I can't see me giving that up yet, just because I don't know if it's more, it's not even just about the business, it's more about the people. I I can't just let go of my clients just like a pile of trash. I couldn't do that. I I care for them too much. I want to make sure they're, you know, they're there and okay. Um, because a lot of them now, I mean, kind of digging deep into this, a lot of those clients now I've had for, you know, seven, eight, nine years. And, um, you know, they've been, there. they're almost like family now. You almost treat them to that point. I mean, you send them, I try to send them Christmas cards and stuff in wintertime, around Christmas time, just to kind of show that, you know, hey, I'm still here. I'm not mowing your lawn, but I'm still, you know, present yeah. around. Um, I do a little bit of snow removal, but I don't see them enough to, you know, really sit down with them. But another thing I try to do in the summertime is I try to sit down and talk with them all. It does take a little longer out of your, you know, your mowing route, but I would say, you know, nine out of 10 people every time I, I, I stop and I actually try to have at least one conversation within the day, if they're home or if, you know, they're present, just to try to keep up with them, see how everybody's doing and just to, to keep that connection because I feel that's that's part of the business is just to try to keep connected with everybody um, to where others, it's just get in, cut the lawn, get out. And you really do see the separation between client and you know and and workers by that point.
1: Relationship university right there. Relationship university.
2: It's all about networking.
1: When do you graduate college? Uh, I
2: graduate next spring. So nice 2022. Yeah, it's from Omira. Um from there I'm 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 probably done. I'm I'm not moving on. I don't think I think this will be this will be it.
1: So so this has been awesome. We're gonna have you back on in a year okay we say that we don't say that to everybody but we're saying that to you jake
2: okay thank you um
1: (laughs) what's your advice to a high school senior right now
2: oh advice to a high school senior i would say just stick with it it sucks to go through school at first but you'll you'll learn routines um make sure i know everybody else says this make sure that all your schoolwork is done on time um Rely on the Google calendar as much as you can, because that saves lives. <laughs> and uh, just make sure you're keeping time for yourself is the most important, I think.
1: I feel like you're talking to your 18 year old self right now. Not, not I am.
2: I, I am. I'm. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Jake, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, any last yeah. questions, Matt?
0: No, no, Jake. It was great seeing you. You know, we we ought to we ought to grab lunch uh ourselves here in the near future. It'd be great to, to catch up with you in person.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you guys, you know, especially at lunch. I mean, that's that's where the business talk happens besides <laughs> the golf course. <laughs> All right.
1: I'll make I'll make it happen, guys. Jake, hey, good luck awesome. with the rest of your school year. We'll talk soon. Yes.
2: Thank you for having me on.
1: Thanks, you got Jake. Got it. See yeah, ya.
2: Take care. Have a good night.
1: You too. Bye.